God, we come to honor you, and I ask, Lord, as we do, may your word come alive, Lord, before our very eyes. May your word speak directly to our hearts, God, and may the Bible run after wandering souls today, Lord. I pray that this book would hold us and mold us and transform us and make us into the people of God you want us to be, especially as we live in these last days. And Lord, we want to find our security in you, our safety in you. And so we seek you this morning and we seek to hear from you. So I ask for the anointing of your spirit and I ask this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Well, we've seen the world experience a many financial crises. Uh, like I was thinking a few of them here. Number one, like the Great Depression of 1929 and 1939, right after the stock market crash and with the bad trade policy going on with the U.S. and the world, the economy tanked and there was a massive loss of income and unemployment. I'm sure we've seen the pictures or seen movies about that. Well, there was another uh, time of financial crisis, and uh, it was most of our lifetime, and that was the Great Recession, they call it, of 2007-2008. After the housing bubble burst and the collapse of Lehman Brothers, one of the biggest investment banks, well, uh, financial institutions, businesses all went down, crashed, there was a big job loss. Another thing that we have all experienced is in these past few years in what they call the COVID-19 recession. And we know what happened, right? The whole world was put into lockdown for the sake of public health and companies, sports <laughs> events, hotels, tourism uh, just crashed, right? Airlines, uh, because of that, they didn't have uh, enough people uh, getting on board their flights, stores lost business, all from this lockdown going on, which resulted in our economy going down, layoffs and jobs, many people went on unemployment because many businesses closed or layoffs. And, and after even, uh, there was many stock market crashes, right? Black Monday, they called it, March 9, 2020. Black Thursday, March 12th of, of 2020. And yes, we have all experienced a, a recession, a depression, a market crash, economic and global uh, financial effects upon all of us in our way of life, uh, today even, up to today. Did you hear, though, the one about the man who said he himself is experiencing a constant state of economic crisis? So he explained it this way. My hair is in recession. My stomach is going through inflation. And the combination of it all is putting me into deep depression. <laughs> I like that. Well, as we continue on here in our study of book, the book of Revelation, we find the world will experience the worst economic crash, I mean, ever. And it's going to be the final one. And that is when God brings in a final end, really, to covetousness, greed, uh, lust for more things, a thirst for pleasure, living in pleasure, and that's all going to happen and come down in the final global uh, financial collapse. And that's what we was our title last week, and we're actually in part two this week. So we're at the final global financial collapse, part two, this morning. And we're going to finish off this chapter. We're going to be studying from Revelation 18, from verse 9 through 24. So we have a big chunk of verses here to cover and it's part two of what we saw from last week now last time in part one i want to give you our outline remind you of that we saw number one the economic update you remember from verse one through three we saw this angel come out and say fallen fallen is babylon the great we saw that the global economy collapsed and the angel really was saying that it was the judgment from God. So the economic update we saw. Number two, last week we saw the early warning. We read how in verses four and five, the Lord himself interrupted this vision and warns the tribulation saints to detach themselves 
from this world system because the judgment is coming. You don't need to be part of that. So we saw the economic update, the early warning, and then number three in our outline last week, we saw the equal retribution, the equal retribution. That was verses six through eight, the last set of verses we saw last Sunday. And that is where the angel was calling on God to return retribution equal to how much Babylon, the system of Babylon, the economic system of Babylon, seriously really scanned and scammed and deceived the world into making money and covetousness their idol. So judgment was falling upon Babylon, the world system, the economic system, in equal retribution and how bad it had fooled the people and drawn them away from God. So now, those are the three things we saw last week, the economic update, the early warning, the equal retribution, and now we continue on part two of the final global financial collapse, and we go with four, five, and six in this last section. Number four in our outline is the excruciating loss. Number five is the encouraging moment. And number six is the ending declaration, and we close the chapter out with that. Well, let's go to number four as we continue from last week. Number four in our outline, the excruciating loss, the excruciating loss. And for those of you taking notes and looking ahead, we're going to be covering verses 9 through 19 here in this section. But first of all, let's take a look at Revelation chapter 18, verses 9 and 10, verses 9 and 10. It reads here, And the kings of the earth who committed sexual immorality and lived in luxury with her will weep and wail over her when they see the smoke of her burning. Verse 10, They will stand far off in fear of her torment and say, Alas, alas, you great city, you mighty city, Babylon, for in a single hour your judgment has come. And we'll stop right there. Now we begin with the angel speaking here once again. And he's giving the apostle John this vision. And he's, he, he, he's, he's really giving him this prophecy about the reactions of the fall of the economic system of Babylon, that last world empire during the tribulation. So as we continue here in verse 9, after all what was said last week or in the earlier part of this chapter, we find that the kings of the earth now they're weeping now last time remember we saw in verse 2 says fallen fallen is babylon the great that's the she in this verse or her in this verse babylon has fallen and been decimated remember we're in this pause now between chapter 16 and chapter 19 from the seven bold judgments and the return of christ in chapter 19 where god is giving us some more detail. And I just want to put this back into your minds that in chapter 17, we saw how the devil seduced the world with religion, uh, drew them away from worshiping and seeking and serving the one true God. And that's really what we saw in chapter 17. And it was all ended when the Antichrist actually became the world religion and, and everyone was required to worship the Antichrist and really Satan is what that meant. Now in chapter 18, the devil is seducing the world in another way. And in that way, it is to woo the world away from God with riches. So what God does in the judgment is stopping all that. He stopped the world religions and now he's stopping this idolatry of wealth and riches. So the first response we see from Babylon falling is the kings of the earth spoken here who committed sexual immorality. They were seduced yeah, to live in luxury with Babylon. So they committed the sexual immorality, which speaks really of spiritually, spiritual adultery, spiritual fornication, to embrace what Babylon was putting forth, what Satan really was putting forth to worship riches and not God, to take people away from really seeking God out and His will and what He wants and, and the true God to just thinking about what we can have and how, how much riches and wealth we can have. 
So they lived in luxury. So think about now these kings of the earth, they are like government leaders. They're, they're, they're the heads of states and they're, they're the government uh, parliament and congress and all of that. They lived in luxury. They, they were there leading the country in a way so they could live in more luxury. They wanted more power, more money. We can see a little bit of that today, right? And the taste of that. Well, imagine in the tribulation, this all comes to a peak. And so Babylon, the system of Babylon is pushing this commercialness and of, of, of merchandising and everything. And so these government leaders had raked in cash for themselves and they lived in luxury. But when the system crashed, when the financial system went down and Babylon was destroyed, they, that's why they wept. That's why they're weeping and wailing for the utter loss yeah, of what was going on. So they weep and wail, verse 9, over her when they see the smoke of her burning. So Babylon was, was made of dust. I mean, in, in the uh, last judgments, the bowls, we saw how there's a big earthquake in the seventh bowl. Yeah? Hail even fell down. Uh, cities were destroyed through this earthquake. So it wasn't just a Babylon. Remember, we're talking about it could be the location of the city, which could be Iraq. Some people feel now be in Rome. Uh, I tend to lean on that as Babylon. Not only was that destroyed, the center of the economy of the world, but major cities, New York, Los Angeles, Tokyo, major markets just gone, decimated from these last judgments. And so the heads of the states, of governments and countries, there are they are just weeping under this judgment that happened just like that in a single hour, in a moment when judgment fell. And in verse 10, they stand afar off. They can't do anything about it. They see it all crushing down. And, and, and they say, alas, alas, you great city, you mighty city, Babylon, you fell in a single hour. They're like, how can the financial system of the powerful Antichrist fall like this? That's what they're saying. How can it come to the end? Remember, the Antichrist set himself up as God, yeah, powerful ascended human being with Satan powering and helping him and, and with his demons running around, right? And so they saw him powerful, but boom! This whole system, their whole life, this whole world has crashed. And I feel like they're saying, wow, this must be judgment. To happen so fast, so suddenly, to what they thought this powerful Antichrist had built, it must be God's judgment. So we see when the when Babylon falls, the world's economy crashes and government can't run any longer and they won't have their money, their power, and they weep in this, the excruciating loss. We know the nursery rhyme, Humpty Dumpty, right? Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again. We know that. Well, this is exactly what happened to the government. It, it's all broken because of the economy has fallen. So the economy of the Antichrist under God's judgment is irreparable. And that's what we're seeing here. Not only do the government leaders weep, but look at verse 11 here. And the merchants of the earth weep and mourn for her since no one buys their cargo anymore. Cargo of gold, silver, Jews, pearls, fine linen, purple cloth, silk, scarlet cloth, all kinds of scented wood, all kinds of articles of ivory, all kinds of articles of costly wood, bronze, iron, and marble, cinnamon, spice, verse 13, incense, myrrh, frankincense, wine, oil, fine flour, wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and chariots, and slaves, that is, human souls. 
the fruit for which your soul long has gone from you and all your delicacies and your splendors are lost to you never to be found again and then verse 15 the merchants of these wares who gain wealth from her will stand far off in fear of her torment weeping and mourning aloud alas alas for the great city that was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet adorned with gold with jewels and with pearls for in a single hour all this wealth has been laid waste so you can stop right there so secondly first was the response of these government leaders the king secondly it's the merchants verse 11 of the earth now these are the business people these are the business heads they're the traders they're the wholesalers they're the manufacturers they're the merchandisers it's these business leaders the corporate heads they're weeping and they're mourning here because no one's buying commerce has just completely stopped the economy has crashed in that single hour in that moment that babylon fell and so think about all the commodities yeah all the products all the things on the earth and and it's listed here we see like precious metals gold silver verse 12 jewels and pearls gone is the selling and trading of that then we see the textile market fine linen purple cloth silk and scarlet cloth the finest ones because right these guys were after making themselves wealthy and rich and having the finest things so all the textile market the industry is gone done with all scented wood, woods and all kinds of articles of of ivory that's like all the specialty articles uh, costly uh, kinds of articles of costly wood bronze iron and marble i i picture like all oh, these lavish houses with these kinds of things built there you know in these mansions and but all these specialty goods done for and then we read cinnamon spice incense myrrh frankincense wine oil fine flour wheat it's 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 food yeah fine food even done the commodity of food is done then we see cattle and sheep like like a, a domestic stock and even uh, the cattle and sheep who provide the food and all of that gone but also horses and chariots you know what i think about i think about that's transportation yeah all the fine automobiles and 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 special jets and and all that done done for and then finally here is listed and slaves that is human souls or another translation says human lives so we're talking about uh people who who are in the labor you know part of serving the rich and and doing things for the rich so they don't have to do anything the servers the 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 bus boys the maids uh, all all people in service you know in in that done that part of the economy and job market done in one moment these business guys they sat on top of the world and in one moment all of that is gone so when babylon falls the world's economy crashes and the business heads they, they they cannot fix it they're at a loss so they weep in despair in this the excruciating loss for them you know my mind went back to how during the great depression right i just talked about they say that the suicide rates in the u.s reached an all-time high and you know what it was it was the business hits it's the business mongols and industrialists they were they say were actually throwing themselves off the manhattan skyscrapers how sad is that but can you imagine these business heads the despair they're feeling when all that is gone these merchants and all when the global economy of what they thought would never end the antichrist is finally here the antichrist has finally established it and they're thinking this will never end we're just only going to get things are only going to get better and we're going to get more rich it'll never end they put everything into that everything and not just financially but they're all whole heart their whole soul all their hopes and then it's done it's all stopped and then look at verse 17 the second part 
It says, And all shipmasters and seafaring men, sailors and all whose trade is on the sea, stood far off and cried out as they saw the smoke of her burning. What city was like the great city? And they threw dust on their heads as they wept and mourned, crying out, Alas, alas, for the great city where all who had ships at sea grew rich by her wealth, for in a single hour she has been laid waste. So thirdly, we see here, first we saw the kings of the earth, secondly, the merchants of the earth, and now we see, thirdly, the shipmasters, the seafaring men, sailors, all whose trade is on the sea, they stood afar off. We're talking about all those who are in the transportation of these goods, of these commodities of the world. It really speaks of the whole transportation sector, just crashes when Babylon, when the economy of Babylon crashes. And just like that, gone are their jobs. Gone is the wealth they made from this Babylonian system. Now, I, I believe in reading this about shipmasters. See, it's like people who transport on ships over the ocean means this is a worldwide right business, a worldwide transportation going all over the world like this. Maybe they're all part of some one world business of transportation. I mean, of course, it would include land, uh, you know, trucks and all that uh, uh, of that type of shipping. But I feel like it's just speaking about this is a worldwide uh, transportation and shipping. So when Babylon falls, the economy crashes, the trans all transportation and shipping stop. And everyone in this industry who are making money, they weep at this, the excruciating loss here. Goods aren't being moved anymore. There's no goods to be moved. The whole economy just crashes. Notice something in verse 10 and in verse uh, 15, verse 17, it says they stood far off. Now, some speak about, well, maybe there was some sort of radiation that happened, maybe a nuclear thing, and Babylon's destroyed, so they can't get near. I don't know. I'm, I'm more thinking about how God destroyed the city, maybe like Sodom and Gomorrah. Maybe there was some radiation with that. But it was so final. It was so done with. Yeah, and just seeing that fall, the center of the economy fall, that was like... Whoa, they were in torment because of that. Remember, God showed us that there's a political Babylon, right? The Antichrist is the one world leader. The religious Babylon that I just spoke about, this one world religion, and then it turns into worship of Antichrist. Well, here, remember chapter 18 in context, it's about the commercial Babylon, the economy of Babylon, the system that was set up. Now understand, for these guys to be living in luxury, yeah, having wealth, right, being so at a loss when it crashes, that the Antichrist does bring a boom then, does bring an economy that's, whoa, just hitting all the charts and, and going off the charts, and it's, it's greater and better than anyone, anyone ever had in history. And it's just everyone's making so much money, then boom, it crashes. At the end of the tribulation here, God's judgment will fall and the world economy will crash like never before. So what is predicted to come is the global financial collapse and it will bring a total loss uh, affecting every area from government to business to transportation and shipping. That's our point here. This is what the angel is giving us a vision of even us today and understanding what's going to happen in the end. It's a total global financial collapse uh, in detail, giving a, bringing a total loss affecting government, business, transportation, and shipping. Haven't we sort of got a small taste of that? Yeah, a small taste, you know, with the pandemic economy, the ups and downs, or even, right, the shipping challenges, right? We were seeing a lot of that before Christmas. And, and they're talking about the chip shortages, right? So new cars aren't being made. Uh, uh, 
technology, our devices and computers and tablets and phones, they're, they're not making them as fast as, as the need. And there's these shortages. You know what? It, 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 this really hit me about the shortages in our economy today and the pandemic was when we were having a hard time finding canned cat food for our cat. Serious. It was crazy. We started to see it more and more. We, oh, we go Fulan no more, yeah? Or Costco, we could buy a whole pack. And then it's like, what happened? They would have it, not have it, and thought, well, that's Costco, right? But usually they consistently have it. But now for a long time, nothing. And go Fulan. Um, I took I took a picture. I was going to post it. But all the shelves are, are I mean, Fulan up country. It's all nothing. Nothing's there. And, and we check Target, yeah? And, and Petco doesn't have the one we use because we just buy the cheap one, you know? But, um, but all over. I, I, had to, I had to go on Amazon and try and get it from somewhere in Texas someone happened to have. And so it was crazy. We're like, you know, and my wife's like, Kristen's like, well, we're going to run out of food in a few days. And, and I'm like, well, well they got to go on diet. No, <laughs> but um, it's like, okay, okay, let's, let's see. What, what, what can we do, you know? And so I ordered, you know, online and stuff. But my wife looked up like, why is this happening? Well, it turns out there's a number of reasons. And when you look on the internet, you start reading that. Number one, there's manufacturing problems. I think it has to do with labor and supplies. And secondly, shipping problems, shipping issues. And you know what? Thirdly, I thought this was crazy. Because of the pandemic, everyone's staying home more, more people got cats. <laughs> so the demand went up, but the supply is down. And I've never seen that before, you know? It's like, what? We're short on canned food here? I know you think, well, just feed them dry food. I go, yeah, that's what I tried to say. No, but um, uh, actually one of the cats doesn't do good. And he had actually gotten really skinny and gaunt, you know? And so that's why we went to cat food. I mean, wet cat food. But anyway, isn't that crazy? I feel like we're getting a taste of that today, that there is going to be a global financial collapse, and it's going to bring a total loss to every area, government, government can't function, businesses, commodities, you know, the world won't be able to get their things. Transportation and shipping are done. The thing is, it looks bad now, but the economy will get better yeah, under the Antichrist. That's what I believe. But it will crash really bad. Now, for us living today, Maybe that's stressful to you. The economy, what's it going to do? What's it going to do? What's going to happen to my 401? What's going to happen to my investment? Oh, am I going to lose everything? Remember the crash and everyone lost a lot, you know, under 401? And I was reading articles, sad articles. They, they lost twenty, thirty, fifty thousand $50,000, you know. Their 401 was like down to nothing, right? And that could stress us out. Stresses out and about the future, about, well, how are we going to live? This is my retirement. What about this? It could stress us out. When the economy does good, we're like, oh, okay. We're okay. But should our emotions go up and down with the economy? It shouldn't, right? It shouldn't. We should trust God that no matter the state of the economy, He's going to take care of us. That he's going to take care of us. I mean, I was so glad I found, like, cases of cat food in Texas or wherever that was, yeah? I mean, it was hard, but it's like, oh, praise God. They can eat, you know. It, 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 God will find a way. He will take care of you. The, the thing is, if your emotions are going up and down, like these guys are, woo, you know, it's, we're at a loss. Why? Because they put everything into the economy, the business, what they were doing. Everything they put into that. But our security is not in our bank account. Our security is not in our work. Our security, right, is not in our investments. Our security is in God. God alone. So check your heart this morning. That's what you got to be careful of. These guys are just, they're hurting. They're weeping. They're in despair. Everything was put into Babylon. Where is your heart today? 
Take a moment to turn over to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. We know this verse, but perhaps this is a word for you today because maybe you are struggling. It's hard when you don't have a lot of money. It's hard when, when uh, you're, you're living paycheck to paycheck or you're, you don't know where, where the next meal is coming. But somehow we survive. And you know why? Because in Philippians 4, 19, 20, it says, And my God will, will supply every need of yours. Every need. Yeah according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. How much riches does God have? Oh, infinite, right? So it's not like God's going to run out of money. It's not like God's economy is going to crash and then what? then what? It's not that at all. God will supply every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And I want to add verse 20. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen to that. He will provide. Amen to that. He will be there for you. Amen that he will supply your every need. And he will be glorified. And we can say, Amen, God. Amen. Well, let's go back to Revelation chapter 18. We see the final global financial collapse, the excruciating loss. Let's go to number five, the encouraging moment now. The encouraging moment. Verse 20, just verse 20 in this section, says here, Rejoice over her, O heaven, you saints and apostles and prophets, for God has given judgment for you against her. Now, in contrast, the angel right calls on everyone, all of heaven, to rejoice over the fall of Babylon. So this is in contrast, right? The kings, the merchants, the, the, the transportation people, they're weeping, they're mourning, they're in torment. But here the angel says, but you guys rejoice, have joy. He calls on all of heaven. He includes saints, the believers, all believers, the apostles, of Jesus, who who carried on the work right after Jesus' ascension, and they they taught the word of God, and they pointed to Jesus, and they pointed to God, for that is what life is about. And he calls on the prophets of God who spoke both in the Old Testament, and we see prophets in the New Testament in the book of Acts. The angel calls on those who throughout the ages have spoken against the worldly system. Later we're going to see that, that they, uh, there's a, a, a mention of how they were persecuted and even killed at the end of this chapter. But these guys spoke against the worldly system and not to go after that. Not idolatry and things and things in the earth and, and wealth and covetousness, getting into that. But they spoke against how the world turned worship of the true God into worship of things and money. So you see what he's saying, that angel is saying, hey, you guys, rejoice, rejoice. See, the fall of Babylon is to bring joy, for this is the final end to this idolatry of riches. This is the encouraging moment. It's all over now. It's all over. Remember the... Um, the uh, this last Babylon we're talking about, this last Babylonian empire, we could say, is connected to the first one. We talked about that. I've been mentioning that because it all relates. The first uh, Babylon was really Babel, right, or Babylon. And remember the Tower of Babel when Nimrod united the people against God by building a tower up into the sky in opposition to God, their, cre God, their creator, right, early on in Genesis. And it all symbolized the people saying, we don't need you, God. We don't want you. We can do it all without you. Now we saw, I talked about in chapter 17 that that was really the origins of religion, yeah, worshiping something else other than God. But this is also where we saw the people of the world becoming more self-sufficient, yeah, that, no, we don't need you, God. We're going to rely on our own work and, and, and the way we can make business and we can amass things. Now, we know God stopped this attempt by dividing the effort by 
right, confusing their language, giving them different languages. But this rebellion continued on with that self-sufficient attitude. So the world, in pursuit of amassing money, amassing positions, material things, we don't need you, God. This is our security. This, this, this is what we want. This is us. We don't need you. And then Satan pushed in that movement with setting up those idols of the heart. Yeah. Idols of lust and desire and covetousness, greed, pleasures. Yeah. Living for pleasures. And the more money you have, you get more pleasure. Yeah. You have all the fine things in this world. You, this is it. This is life that we can build. But in this last Babylon, during the tribulation, yeah, it's going to be like that, but even more. Think about that first Babylon. They united together. Yeah, they built this tower. Well, now with this commercial system, right, they're going to build wealth. They're going to build their own tower, so to speak, with riches and wealth, saying this is what it's about. The Antichrist, he's the man, he's the guy, he's bringing our dreams to come true, our goals to happen. And it just festers more covetousness. It festers more greed. God, we don't need you, right? And it comes to a peak here in the tribulation. But this evil, this wickedness against God will end, and that will be the final end forever, forever. And that's what we're seeing here. That's what we see. So heaven rejoices for the global financial collapse of Babylon will bring the final end to the idolatry of riches and materialism. That's the point here. Heaven's rejoicing for that because this is what's happened. The global financial collapse of Babylon will bring the final end to the idolatry of riches and materialism. That thirst, that draw, yeah, it can make you do things. People for money have done crazy things, yeah. People have done things so that they could have more. That is out of character for them. In an old book called The Day America Told the Truth, a poll was taking asking the question, what are you willing to do for $10 million? In, some, in this poll, some, some of the, um, um, what do you call it, the, the, the survey, uh, in this survey, what came out was this. Some of the things was this. 25% were willing to abandon their family for $10 million. 16% were willing to leave their spouses. 23% were willing to be prostitutes for a week or more. 10% were willing to withhold testimony and let a murderer go free. <clears throat> 7% was willing to kill a stranger. And this really hit my heart. 25% were willing to abandon their church. In other, way, in other words, walk away from God for $10 million. Isn't that crazy? But... But this is what worship of money does. Worship of material things does. It, it changes you. Yeah? It changes you. It's been said, you know, that money makes the world go around, but money makes the world crazy. That's what I think. The question really is, right now, does money control you or do you control your money? you got to think about that. What is that? What is really controlling you? Is it the Holy Spirit? Is it God? Is it Jesus in your life? Or is it money dictating to you? You know, as good stewards of, of God's money, the money God has given us to manage, we are just stewards. We're managers. We're, we're supposed to spend it on what God wants. Not what I want. I want this. I want this. Oh, well, I can have this if I borrow this, right? Or if I borrow that and all of a sudden you have this debt. Is that really what God wants? Many times we can be drawn into spending all our money on things that we want. yeah, Because we're not thinking about what God wants. And that is when it's like money manages us rather than we manage 
money. So we need a we need a little check here. We need to search our heart here today. We all can drift into that. We all can fall to this. It's easy. It's easy. Get a little money. Ooh, you feel good. I mentioned that. Yeah. Oh, you feel powerful. Oh, my bank account's growing. Oh, yeah. Oh, you you poor little ones down there that don't have money. We build up this attitude and can treat each other in a really bad way. Because why? We have money. We put in our security in money. We put our status into money. But in reality, Satan wants to tempt you yeah, into doing what you want with your power. Yeah? Remember when Satan came to Jesus and he was in need. He had fasted, you know, 40 days. He needed to eat. And Satan goes, hey, make these stones into bread. You have the means. You have the power. Just, just do it. But what did Jesus say? Man shall not live yeah, by bread alone, but by every word of God. He's, even though he's hungry, he has the means. He can do it. But I'm not going to do it unless it's God's will. Matthew chapter 4. We're tempted many times to take what God has given us and use it for our own means. You know what? That's that path toward this evil that the world is going to be totally embracing in the tribulation. That goes against God and it's going to end. And why do something that's going to end? That's why we need to stop that madness. We need to stop neglecting what is important. Stop thinking of our own pleasures. Stop thinking of how it it gives us status, right? Our identity is in God no matter how much money we have. Our identity is we are Christians. We, 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 we follow Jesus, no matter how big our bank account is. Maybe you're like in this place where those close to you are suffering. Why? Because you spend it all on yourself and not care for them. Ask yourself, if, if, if these things, if the economy crashes, if, the, if things come to end, if what I have come to end, will I really be at a loss like the kings and merchants and shipmasters and all? Or will I rejoice that, well, God, whatever your will is, I'm going to accept it. But I know you are my security. You are my status. You are everything to me. So we see the financial global, the final global financial collapse, the excruciating loss, encouraging moment where all this evil is going to end. And then number six, we have our last heading, the ending declaration. The ending declaration. We'll finish up the chapter from verses 21 through 24. But first take a look at 21, beginning here. It says, Then a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and threw it into the sea, saying, So will Babylon, the great city, be thrown down with violence and will be found no more. And the sound of harpists and musicians, of flute players and trumpets, will be heard in you no more and a craftsman of any craft will be found in you no more and the sound of the mill will be heard in you no more and the light of a lamp will shine in you no more and the voice of bridegroom and bride will be heard in you no more we'll stop right there okay so this mighty angel now in verse 21 takes a stone like a a great millstone. A millstone is that circular stone used to grind grain, and usually it's about one a foot thick, about five feet in diameter, and you know it rolls around, right? But what the angel took, it looked like one, but it was giant. It was huge. It was great, yeah. And he throws that down, and it says here in uh, verse 21, he throws it down with violence. And the word violence is, is like with sudden, fierce destruction. That's what that word in the Greek means. And so the angel throws it down symbolically in what is happening or has happened to Babylon in this vision. And so it was so sudden, so violent, everything stopped so bad that in verse 22, 
we see everything goes silent. The world goes silent, meaning the sound of harpists, musicians, flute players, trumpeters will be heard no more. It's like music is gone. No more iTunes, no more Spotify, nothing. It's just done. No more concerts, yeah? No more parties with music. The money is gone, can't around. Everything's gone. And this eerie silence is around in the world. And then we see that trades stop working, like craftsmen of any craft will be uh, will be found in you no more. In other words, like 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 the specialty, custom construction, or or even artists. And the word can even speak about artists and sculptors. I'm thinking designers, yeah, maybe of clothing and and all. Just just that that life and getting more and getting things built and everything done trade stopped working and then a uh, manufacturing goes silent it says here and the sound of the mill in verse 22 will be heard in you no more so again manufacturing factories they go silent shut down companies go dark i'm thinking i was thinking oh wow no more new iphones and no more new ipads no more new products coming out and all this you know every year everyone's trying to advanced technology and come out with new things all of that done gone silent and then verse 23 and the light of a lamp will shine in you no more the lights in the cities the lights in the houses it's going to go dark the power is gone and there and that kind of life one commentator talked about the night life is done yeah no more dining out yeah no more clubs no more events none of that done because everything is so dark and lastly here we see and the voice of the bridegroom and bride will be heard in you no more no more weddings but i believe this speaks about life going on yeah you get married have kids kids grow up they get married they have kids this kind of life is stopping now there's with the economy ending, the life as they know it at that time is done. So you can see this is a financial crisis like number before because the lifestyle of the planet Earth will literally stop turning. I think about this. Remember Jesus said the same thing and how all this will come as a complete surprise just like in the flood days, right? The tribulation. He said in Matthew 24, 37 to 39 he said for as it were the days of noah so will be the coming of the son of man for as in those days before the flood they were eating they were drinking they were marrying and giving in marriage until the day when noah entered the ark and they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away so will be the coming of the son of man so the idea is they think life is just going to keep going on and on. Everything like this is going to keep going on and on. But we're seeing here it's not. It's going to all end. The lifestyle of the planet will come to an end. And we see once again as we end this chapter why this is the end. It says in the middle, verse 23, For your merchants were the great ones of the earth, and all the nations were deceived by your sorcery. And in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints and of all who have been slain on earth. So all this is going on as we've been talking about because of the merchants, yeah, the business guys, the great ones, the kings and all. All the nations, all the countries were deceived by whose sorcery? Babylon's sorcery and so judgment fell judgment came they were deceived follow me I'll make life on the planet great I'll make your your lifestyle even great I'll make your life great you have everything you'll get everything you'll have wealth you'll have pleasure just do what I do follow me worship me says the Antichrist you know what's interesting the word sorcery here in verse 23 is the Greek word of pharmakeia and it's where we get our word pharmacy it's where we get our word um, pharmaceuticals in our english language so some commentators even believe there's going to be a mass uh, use of drugs here during the tribulation it could be as 
as the world starts spinning into this darkness more and we know that drug use has uh, increased even during this pandemic. Uh, but the word also and more literally speaks about um, like magical miracles and occult practices. And I keyed in on that. I mean, I, this time as I was studying, I was trying to get a little deeper, and I keyed in on the thought and trying to connect everything that we've been seeing so far that, remember, demons come out. Yeah. In one of the judgments. Uh, and demons came out to rule the, the kings and nations to come, you know, to Israel, or in chapter 19 we'll see that final battle. I think all this influence, yeah, of of going after wealth. The seduction of Satan is done through a demonic influence. And I believe what the angel is saying, like drugs, yeah, the world will operate under the influence and will embrace all that Satan has to offer. And I believe that's probably more the sorcerer. I mean, it could be the drugs and drug use and all that. But with that, putting everything together, I feel like they're under the influence. They've been deceived. They're being drawn by a demonic influence. And that is why, because of Satan and her demons, that is why Babylon and the earth that the world that followed found the blood of prophets and saints who had been slain on the earth. That's why political Babylon, not only them who persecuted believers, and we know we talked about that with the mark and all, but Babylon. And what's the context here? The financial system of Babylon. Babylon is judged, that financial system, why? Because it funded the killing of Christians. That's why. So in this is the end declaration. That is done. This is the end. And the angel says this, and this is our last point. The global financial collapse of Babylon will be the end to the financing of evil. The financing of evil. Uh, uh, we're going to close up here, but turn to one more scripture. Turn to First uh, John chapter 2. First John chapter 2. First John chapter 2. And, and, we'll, and the, uh, we'll come to a close with this scripture and one more thing. But First John chapter 2, if you take a look at verse 15, notice was, with all this in mind, with all we've been talking about, with the seduction of Satan into the idolatry of riches and materialism and all that, uh, let's read First John chapter 2, verse 15 says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So we're not to love the worldly things, the world system. It's not to be our idol. Yeah? 4, verse 16, all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, yeah? what we want, oh, what I want right now, the desires of the eyes, right? You see the sparkle, you see, oh, oh, wow, oh, I want that device, or I want, that, yeah, oh, I like that car, yeah, oh, I like those wheels, there's things that get me, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, right? But the, the desires of the eyes, and notice the pride of life in verse 16. The pride of my life. The pride of, oh, I got it together. Oh, I'm living the good life. I have my things, yeah? And you settle into like, well, this is what life is all about. And you forget about the eternal. And you fill up with pride. And so the pride of life, all that desires of the flesh, desires of the eyes, pride of life is not from the Father, but is from where? The world. It's the world. It's the Tower of Babel infecting the whole world. But look at verse 17. And the world is passing away along with its desires. It's reaching its end. And it's going to reach its end, the world, in how it operates here in Revelation, what we're reading. But wherever does the will of God abides forever. So let's reset our minds today. Don't be the one to partake of that which is not of the Father, right? God's going to end it soon. God, God, God's going to 
going to vanquish it forever. When the millennium comes, none of that. None of that. No more. And so why partake? Why, why become a tool to bring more evil, this kind of evil, into the world? You know, Satan doesn't really care for us, right? Care for people. He, he's really into merchandising people. So they'll be controlled by their lusts and desires, not the Holy Spirit. And so he wants to merchandise us too and use us for his means, his goals. Let's do the opposite, but do the will of God. Now, I'll close with this. Um, one of my um, hero missionaries that I, I, I really look up to and read her books, I encourage you to get her writings if you can. And her name is Amy Carmichael. She was a missionary to India who founded a Do- uh, Donover Fellowship. Uh, it was an orphanage that rescued over a thousand children from the from Hindu temple prostitution. And she tells how it all started when a a, a young small Indian girl named uh, Prina came to Amy. Now uh, Prina had heard. Uh, Amy share about Jesus and then um, she had to go back to the temple and she came running away from the temple uh, because she was to be quote unquote married and dedicated basically to a Hindu God and so when these children young children were married to the Hindu gods and done a whole ceremony basically they became a child prostitute to make money for the Hindu priests that was the thinking then. Crazy, right? So, and she had actually been sold by sold to the priest by her widowed mother for this purpose. They thought, well, this was a great thing to do, to marry the Hindu gods and then be a prostitute to, to uh, make money for the temple. She came to escape all that, and Amy took her in. And now the, there are stories how the priest and... Uh, you know, she went against the system there. They didn't like it. But Amy took her and she couldn't give her back, no matter what the system was there. Uh, because saving her meant saving her from severe beating. Yeah? And all that could happen to her if she went back because she ran away. Well, Prina came to Jesus. And so Amy Carmichael says that that's how her mission started in saving the the trafficking of the children in India, which she ended up doing the rest of her life. I like something. um, One someone who was thinking about uh, dedicating their life to be a missionary had written her Amy Carmichael a letter and asked Amy what it was like to be a missionary. You know what Amy wrote when she wrote back? She said, missionary life is simply a chance to die. Fight for your life in Christ today. Let today be a chance to die to our desires and pleasures. Because when we give into that kind of financial economy, it's going to all end. And why partake in something that's going to end? The final global financial collapse. Let's pray. Jesus As we close today, we bear our hearts before you. And God, we can drift, Lord. We have drifted, God. We have allowed our desires, our our wants, God, even things we think we need, Lord, to control us and not your will. And God... We don't want to do that anymore. And we don't want to even drift, even a little bit. So God, look into our hearts, Lord, and take those things out that are not of you. And we want to, Lord, have our desires surrender to you and our desires to be for you and to do your will, to trust in you and your provision and not think that we got to do it. Lord, we want to be we don't want to be prideful of our accomplishments and 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 our money, our bank account, God, because all of it really belongs to you. So we want to stay humble, Lord. So take away those things, God, in our heart that is not right. For it for it, it is the way and path of 
evil. And Lord, I pray for anyone here today or connected online that perhaps you have made a mess of things. Perhaps your desires have brought consequences and broken up your family. Perhaps this pursuit, Lord, of of pride and your status, perhaps those things have brought you to a place where you mess things up. Perhaps... um, you, you you borrowed so much that you're so heavy in debt. God, I pray for those that you would deliver them and provide and get them out of debt, that you help them get their life right, that those living in these consequences, that you would turn things around and that as they make steps to, to be a good steward, that you would help them. And Lord, as we cast down our idols, Lord, of pleasure and materialism and possession, God. Lord, we turn to you for we want you and we want to worship you alone and no one else. So forgive us, God. Cleanse us now. Bring us into a right place. And as we walk out of this place, as we we, we click and close this uh, uh, broadcast, Lord, we pray that, that from that moment, our eyes and our heart would be set upon you and we would worship no other no other thing nothing else but you alone jesus christ and in your name we pray amen let's all stand